0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today,
1: we're going to discuss how to effectively use video to improve your ad efficiency. Joining us is Bob Regnerus, who is a co-founder at Feed Stories, which is a Facebook video advertising agency that crafts compelling stories about your business that connects, captivates, and creates customers for your brand. And today, Bob and I are going to talk about why video performs so well on Facebook and other ad platforms. Okay, Here is my conversation with Bob Regneris, co-founder at Feed Stories. Bob, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Ben, it's great to be on and talking with you today.
1: It's excited to have you here. And let's start off with a quick shout out and thank you to Perry Marshall, friend of the show, guest on the show who connected the two of us. It looks like you and Perry work pretty closely together. He's an expert in AdWords and and digital advertising, and you're focused more on the video side. Tell me a little bit about your background and what are you doing at Feed Stories?
2: Well, Perry and I are actually neighbors. I live exactly seven miles south of him, which is kind of interesting. Didn't know that when I met him. Perry is a mentor. Perry is a client and Perry's a friend. So it's kind of interesting. We trade checks. <laughs> if you have any of those relationships where uh, we're a client of his, he's a client of ours. So it's awesome. But uh, I've been in digital marketing. I kind of hate that term, but it kind of people know what that is. I've been in digital marketing for 21 years. I built my first website in 1998. And one of the most interesting questions or probably one of the most poignant questions I ever got in my career was, can you help me get traffic to this website you just built? And that set me off in the digital marketing space because entrepreneurs are just like improvs. You say yes. So I said yes to that question. Yes, I can get you traffic. Had no idea how to do it. And I had to go figure it out on my own. I have been figuring things out for the last 21 years. Lots of successes and lots of failures along the way. It's the
1: life of an agency or a consultant. You just kind of fake it till you make it and you keep working until you deliver what you said you were going to.
2: Yeah. And eventually you stumble out some good things. So it's been a great career so far. I've got to speak in dozens of stages across the country. I've written four books. I'm currently writing my fifth book, which happens to be with Perry Marshall, The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, fourth edition. So I've been very fortunate to do that and work with just some great clients. If any agencies are listening and you have those great clients, you've got a source of pride to have some of the success you've had for your clients.
1: So you have a long and distinguished advertising and digital marketing career, and you're now focused on video specifically. Tell me a little bit about what Feed Stories is and and why are you focused so much on video as opposed to other types of advertising content?
2: Great question. Let me tell you a little background. September of 2016, I had got invited down to Austin, Texas, which is where Facebook's ad headquarters is. And the reason I got to go was because I had several clients that were spending a lot of money on Facebook every day. And by doing so, I had a special invitation to this conference where there was about 150 of us that had been spending about a million dollars plus a year. And while I was sitting in that meeting, we were there for three days and every speaker that walked to the stage talked about video. Facebook is a video company. Instagram is a video company. We're shifting all our resources to video. You should try video. Video gets you lower CPM. So I'm very attuned. And what's going to happen next? So after the first day, I went outside. I picked up the phone. I called my then friend and now business partner, Brandon Boyd. And I said, Brandon, we are moving into video. This is where everything is headed. And we haven't looked back since. I think the advent of the mobile phone and people's consumption of content has shifted so dramatically to video, not because people don't like to read, people still do like to read, but in terms of getting attention and getting your point across, you really need to be effective on video as your main media.
1: I'm torn. I know that video performs well in terms of lower CPMs. It's also more expensive to create than just a flat image talk to me about why video is a worthwhile investment
2: well let's talk some finances number one if you're doing any sort of advertising especially on facebook obviously that's where i spend most of my time you will find that video ads outperform text-based ads or image-based ads now Of course, that's not a 100% statement, but in general, you can find about 80, 90% of the time, you're gonna get a better performance out of your ad, whether that's a lower CPM, meaning it costs less to advertise with video, or you get higher response rates with video, you get deeper penetration into your audience. Video is just preferred, and you should be doing most of your advertising these days on mobile devices, and that's what gets picked up. It's the preference of the ad optimizer. So Facebook prioritizes that type of content in people's news feeds because it gets the highest engagement. Facebook is all about engagement. It's all about what's fresh and what's new. And video is what they prefer as fresh and new content. So I think the argument from that standpoint is it makes fiscal sense. From a more practical sense, I realize video is difficult to create and sometimes involves having videographers involved in your life and other people that take a lot of your time and shine bright lights at you and things like that. But there's such a void of connection. You think we're more connected in this universe with Facebook and social media, but in fact, we're more disconnected than ever. So what we have found is that video helps reestablish that connection. When somebody is going to do business with you and they can look into your eyes, they could see your story, they could hear your customer's stories, you're a far more engaging person to do business with. Even if you're a big company, you're a far more engaging company to do business with. So from the practical sense, it really allows you to create a better connection with your prospects and your customers. And I think it means better business for you.
1: So I understand the idea that video is more engaging. More engaging means Facebook's going to promote your content or some of the other ad platforms as well. What is it about the medium of video that drives engagement? What gives it the thumb stopping power that other formats of media text or just flat imagery don't have?
2: Well, it's interesting. You use the term thumb stopping. Actually, Facebook used that term itself, thumb stopping content. Their whole thing is uh, let's keep people on their platform and let's make sure that we keep them engaged. But for you as the advertiser, your goal is to like stop the scroll. So what stops the scroll more than a compelling image, a compelling piece of video? That is really what we strive for as an advertiser is to get the person's attention. One of the things that I've talked about a lot with our clients is that The first piece of currency that you want to exchange with your prospect is attention. And attention is really at a premium these days. People scroll through the newsfeed with a real lack of attention. And it takes a really good piece of creative these days to stop their thumb, to get their attention, and to grasp them for just a few seconds. So video does that, in my experience, much better than any other type of ad.
1: So, I understand that Facebook as a platform is optimizing for engagement, keeping people on their platform as long as they possibly can. Because that helps them drive ad dollars, right? The longer somebody is on the platform, the more impressions they're going to have. On the flip side, for the advertiser, longer engagement doesn't necessarily mean higher conversion rates. How do you balance, hey, somebody spent 30 seconds looking at my video as opposed to I was able to articulate what my call to action is quickly with one image to try to basically sort through who wants to be a consumer and who doesn't. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about conversion rates with video.
2: One thing that we employ, and I teach this and I write about this extensively in the book, is the concept of deep funnels. It's a term I came up with. I think all of us as marketers are all thinking like, we have to create the perfect ad, we put that ad out, and we hope a lot of people convert. I don't believe that anymore, given the new technology that's available to us. The Facebook pixel, as most people are aware, allows you to tag people that visit your website and you don't have to do everything that needs to happen to convert a sale in one ad. I really believe in a process where you need to determine what is your length of sale? What is the timeline it takes from somebody who discovers you? To the time that they make a purchase lay that out on its side and then have what we call a nurturing sequence to move people from getting introduced to you to getting to know you better to getting to know you really well to then make a decision that your product your service is right for me so it's a deep funnel concept instead of being very shallow in your advertising i really propose that we need to go deep And those are the type of advertisers that will win because they're not trying to convert on the first meeting, right? It's kind of like you don't get married on the first date. We've all heard that talked about. Well, retargeting makes that actually a reality. It takes the pressure off of me as an advertiser to try to convert them all at once. I can do a very warm introduction and then lead them through a relationship to the point where that conversation leads to a sale.
1: I want to dive in a little deeper because I do think that there is a time and a place for video. And I, as much as I'm asking questions about like, why is video right? It's very clear that the more engagement you're going to drive with video, you get the combination of sight, sound and motion. You get something that's moving because you're having these sort of pre-roll, pre-loaded videos in Facebook's feed. All of that's going to help grab attention I do think that there is a place and a time for video, and there's also a place and time where you're seeing static images. And the thing that sticks out to me, some of my favorite e-commerce brands are doing flat imagery that is in a carousel format where they're trying to highlight a product when it's all about just look at what this product is. Isn't this cool? And for other e commerce products, when they're trying to show you how a product is different, when they're trying to show utility, when they're trying to tell you a story, then the longer format video makes sense. Where is video right? Are there specific industries and specific use cases? And where is a flat image actually more effective?
2: Well, I work with a lot of e commerce clients over the last 15 years, certainly, but Facebook for the last nine. And probably my best success story was working with a clothing company who had really one product. It was a headband and it was created at a kitchen table. It's one of those rags to riches stories. It's called Boulder Band Headbands. And very early on, I remember sitting down with Amy and her husband, JD. They were the company at that point. And we talked about how are we going to market this from the standpoint of it's a headband. You know, There's a, a $10 to $15 price tag on this. And we decided on a couple of things. Number one is we were going to tell Amy's story. Amy is the creator of this. So we spent a lot of time going through why she created them and what they're useful for. And we basically generated probably 10 million visits off of a video that is saying, hi, I'm Amy Krause. I'm the creator of Boulder Bend Headbands. And it laid out the reason why she started the company. It was about a 60 second video. Now. After we made an introduction to people, that's when we really get into product, right? Then you do have to show the product. So we heavily use carousel ads. We had really excellent product imagery that we showed in carousel ads, dynamic ads. We took different angles of the product. We use that extensively. So I'm not a video snob from the standpoint of it's always video, but it would be hard pressed for me to look at a business and not be able to find a use for video. We think video solves really two things. Number one, it it helps the person know your story. We really believe that story is important. We think it's a really great way to feature customer stories. Um, So we used a lot of user generated content in that business, in other businesses, people submitting videos. But when it came down to like, yeah, we're showcasing a product. Absolutely, we used a lot of product images. We had different angles of the product. We talked about the materials. So. In that case, yeah, you definitely want to mix media as you're trying to paint a complete picture for your prospect and lead them to conversion. I
1: think the thing that sticks out to me the most, uh, what you're saying is that there is a time and a place for different types of media and where video excels is in building a richer, deeper storytelling mechanism. And so as you're trying to introduce your brand, video makes a lot of sense. As you're trying to get into product details or tell the story to differentiate, It depends on what you're trying to accomplish with your ad, which dictates what type of media you should be using. But if you're looking for something that is going to grab attention and have the ability to tell a deeper story in a short period of time, video makes a lot of sense. You're getting 100 images in one second or whatever the bit rate is. Last question I have for you today. We've talked a lot about how Facebook thinks about video. Talk to me about some of the other ad platforms. Are you seeing the adoption of video across, you know, YouTube, obviously, Twitter, what are the other platforms where video is making an impact and where isn't it?
2: Obviously, YouTube is a behemoth. It's a Google property. I don't have any stats off the top of my head how much video is consumed on YouTube daily, but it is a powerhouse Part of our strategy with clients is building up their YouTube channel, getting viewership, actually paying in some cases for viewership to try to raise your subscriber rate. So YouTube is definitely a critical part of your video strategy. Instagram, on the other end of Facebook's property, Facebook owns Instagram. Instagram is different than Facebook from the standpoint of it's even more geared toward visuals. Both static images, really good photography and product images and video work well in Instagram. Obviously, there's different formats. I don't want to get into technical details.
1: We have a whole episode for that.
2: Okay. So visuals are important in Instagram. We're incorporating more video on people's websites than ever before. We have found that as people are like clicking on ads going to landing pages, that they want to do less reading and more watching. So we're incorporating more video there. You're probably going to have to wrestle me to to come up with an a platform where it's not applicable. I guess email could be considered one, but then again, we love embedding pictures of videos in emails, and then having people click over to a, a landing page where a video exists. So that might be a tough one for me to try to find a place where video is inappropriate.
1: I think places where you know, when I think about the myriad of social networking advertising opportunities, right, Facebook and Instagram are the elephants in the room. Twitter, obviously very video heavy. When you get into more niche content, LinkedIn, it's a little bit of a question of how they're using video, whether it gets prioritized. Mostly if you're doing organic posting, video doesn't seem to have the adoption that straight text does. I also think that on platforms like Quora, video is a little bit of a hard sell. It's more of a text-based platform. But for the most part, when you're thinking about advertising, even down to Pinterest. I'm I'm guessing that there's opportunity for video in Pinterest as well. When you keep digging, a lot of the times those platforms aren't necessarily ready for video purely because of their maturity or just because of the niche nature of them. But for the big boys, for the YouTube, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Instagram, the most mature social networking advertising platform, obviously video is incredibly important.
2: Yeah, and I won't argue even about LinkedIn, Core, and so forth. We don't use those heavily. Obviously, in an agency, you got to kind of figure out where your lane is. And those are all valid media. It's just not places where we tend to play. LinkedIn is such an interesting place. Ben, I don't know with you, I found that it's a great way to make personal connections. We personally haven't cracked the nut on advertising and we haven't cracked the nut on getting a lot of organic reach. Even though I've got close to 10,000 connections, it's really difficult to get any sort of traction. So maybe I got to go find one of your archives and listen to one of your LinkedIn experts.
1: The quick sync for LinkedIn is post with text and put the link in the comments. And from what I understand is if you post in first person, I did this as opposed to my company is doing X, Y, and Z. I think there's a little boost there and we've done some testing for my social outreach, but LinkedIn is very much still trying to figure out their identity from a video standpoint, from what I understand.
2: Well, I don't know if I could say this on or off the record, but maybe it's because they're owned by Microsoft. (laughs)
1: I will leave that one alone. On that note, that's probably a great place for us to stop today. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Bob Regnerus, co-founder of Feed Stories, for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Bob is going to tell us the secrets behind creating effective videos for your advertising campaigns. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Bob, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is Bob Regnerus. It's B-O-B-R-E-G-N-E-R-U-S. Or you can visit his company's website, which is feedstories.com. Just one link I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter, and you can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Bob Regneris, co-founder of Feed Stories, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy